Are you okay? Yes, all good and you? Good. Okay, so I have that. Literally, I have not coughed since I went to bed last night. And then I was running around trying to get everything sorted. I just don't know where the bloody time goes. And then I thought, oh, no, it's going to start again. But I think I'll be okay. Just don't make me laugh. I'll try not to. Don't make me chuckle. I have an hour. I know. That is, believe me, for you, such little time. No, it's for you. It's you talk too much. Okay, good to go. The Standing Orders Podcast. Welcome to this latest edition of the Standing Orders Podcast with me, Dr. Thomas Foreman. And, well, who are you? I'm the PM. <laughs> and the, well, actually, no. Technically, until the annual meeting, you're still the still TM. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. I, I let's. I can start that again. Hold on. So, um, the Standing Orders Podcast. Welcome to this latest edition of the Standing Orders Podcast with me, Dr. Thomas Foreman, and the non-councillor yet town mayor Sue Lorne. Good morning, Thomas. How are you this morning? I'm very well, town mayor. And how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I was going to say on this fine morning, but then I looked out the window and I thought, it's a really miserable morning. To, to be fair, again. I did one again. After yesterday, I mean, we, we had a few storms yesterday. Yes, we had lots um, of flooding. And, and you know what a lovely way of segueing into, we had a few storms yesterday. And overall, let's talk about that stormy local election that you yeah. had last week. Um, which yeah, I think is today the results came through. They did indeed. Slightly late for uh, slightly late for us, so we didn't get. I think the the town um, election results until after. after I want to say around five thirty, six o'clock. It may yeah. even have been was, yeah. actually a bit a bit later than yeah. that. Um, so yeah, we we had our we had our election results, and we returned a. We've got mixed council between uh, Conservatives and Labour. Uh, with slightly more conservatives uh, than, than Labour, but certainly, given that we had a a by election last year, uh, which returned uh, one Labour councillor, the the only Labour councillor on the council at that time, uh, we've now gone to a ten conservative to six Labour split. So clearly, times are a change in town there. They certainly are. I think this is the first time in, well, I know uh, whenever we had the by-election in October, that was the first time in 20 years that uh, it wasn't a full Conservative council. And um, and again, it was, um, you know, a bit of a a bit of a shock to the system, I think uh, we can safely say that we didn't return all of the Conservative councillors. Not that that's a, you know, not that I'm saying that's a bad thing, because sometimes it is a good thing. So, so uh, you're saying not returning Conservative councillors is now a good thing? I did say sometimes. It, I mean, um, I, I will say when you say it, it was a bit of a, a shock to the system. That that surprises me, especially. I think you know. Last week, you well, actually, no. Last week, you you kind of when yes, we did the first yes. podcast last week, you kind of said I, it'll yeah, all I go did. terribly. And then on the day, you were like, "Oh, I don't think it'll be so bad." Because if you remember, I was at the polling station in the morning, wasn't I? And yes, sure. uh, on and in the southeast, and uh, the people that were coming in uh, were. And I gave me the impression that we would be we would be fairly safe in those seats again, and I have to say that um, 
we have two sections. We have Northwest and we have Southeast. And my predictions for the Southeast was right. And uh, my predictions for the Northwest earlier in the day was, was correct as well. So we kept all the three seats for district council in Southeast. They're all conservatives. And in the Northwest, we lost all three of them. So um, trying to understand how that works, you know, Thorpe is, we've got Northwest and Southeast, but it's, you know, it's not a massive uh, area uh, with the borders in between. It's just trying to get my head around how we, how the Northeast see things so differently from the Southwest, the Northwest yeah. see things so differently from the Southeast. I, but I think there's a, there, there's a, oh, thank you. <laughs> I think there's interrupt a, me again. <laughs> there's a demographics. There is a big demographics difference. I mean, I guess, you know, for, for you, it's been 20 years since you've had uh, a Labour councillor. Obviously, I came from a Labour unitary authority. Um, mm-hmm. And before that, it was a Lib Dem uh, kind of coalition. So I've worked under pretty much every every political colour except green, but there is still there is still time for that, hopefully. And um was that a political statement? I don't think it was. No, it's okay. No, it's fine. Um, but I think, you know, it. I found it really unusual to have 100% conservative members because that in itself to me is, is an unusual one because you, you don't find many councils with 100% one political party being in control. Um, even at small kind of town and parish councils, you know, you tend to still have a few either mm-hmm. independents or, or other kind of political groups. So I think in itself, I don't think losing the 100% should be seen as a as a failure, especially we'll come on to the reasons why. But I think, you know, it was an unusual setup to start with. And, and for that to be returned after multiple elections, I, I think was was unusual. Again, you know, whenever you look at the figures that um, – the the Labour got in comparison to the Conservatives, um, it was it was inc- incredible. In, you know, whenever you compare it to the previous elections, um, you know, Labour just weren't getting anywhere near the 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 votes that the Conservatives were getting. So for things to have totally flipped on you know on their head is is well. I, I just don't understand it. Um, and again, you know, you said um, you know maybe that why would it be a shock to my system. I was thinking, you know, we we were getting prepared for it to be totally different, but whenever it actually happens, and I think as well, I wasn't standing, so it's um, it's I probably don't feel it as much as what the 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 conservative councillors who lost their seats felt. But you know, we've worked so hard over the last four years as a team with the officers and yourself and and the councillors, you know, we did so much to make sure that, you know, every, you know, thought was, was a good place to be. We invested in play areas. Um, I, I, you know, we did lots to, to work on the, on the river green, which will all come to fruition in the next few, few months. So, you know, the projects that we worked on were all for the benefit of the, you know, of the, of the town. So, um, we obviously had an issue with getting that message out there. We knew what we'd done, but obviously the do residents you, I mean, didn't. Do you, I mean, I don't know, how should I put this? Like, I, I don't think, I mean, you send out political newsletters, the council sends out newsletters, we we push everything on social media and we have thousands of followers on social media. 
like you you can push the message as much as you want but actually i think it's more fundamental than that because like when you go into a polling booth or you sit at home on your kitchen table filling in the postal vote it's a really sobering experience i think and i think what it comes down to for me is people may have walked past you at the polling station and said you know thumbs up to you conservatives seeing you as a local kind of member, you as the mayor, you as someone who they know in the community. But then when you go in and you see that logo and you see the name, yeah, I, I think you, you kind of then associate yeah. it, not with the person you've just walked past, but with what is happening nationally. Yeah, I, I think it isn't about what has been done locally. I think it's more about what is being done nationally and where the people in good conscience actually wanted to put their tick in that box. Mm-hmm. And, and I totally understand that. And that's why we we had at the first um, podcast we did, I had anticipated that we would lose a lot more than what we have done. So um, so we are lucky that we are, we're still the majority on, on the parish. But as I've always said so many times, it's not supposed to be, lo- it's not supposed to be p- political on the town, I should have said, not parish. It's not supposed to be political. And, um, and it's, it, you know, it's, I'm hoping that, uh, the, the new councillors that have just been elected will work alongside the, the experienced councillors and continue to make sure that, you know, Thorpe St. Andrew is a good place, good place to live. But you just can... going back to what makes people, um, you know, what, what they're thinking whenever they, they sit by, on the kitchen table or they uh, go into the polling station. One lady who had already done her postal vote had come with her husband who was, you know, he was going to cast his vote that day. And, um, while he was inside fighting, she was talking to me and she said, uh, can you tell me why uh, the Labour uh, candidates didn't put their addresses next to their to their names? So, um, so I said, no, I, I, I really don't know why they would have done that. And I'm not saying this is the case, but normally it would be that um, if you're in the forces or something like that, or the police, you previously you wouldn't want your name put on, on your address put on the papers. But... Um, Another reason could be they don't actually live in in Thorpe St Andrew, so she said, uh, "Well, that's the reason why I didn't vote for any of them because uh, they didn't have their addresses, and I think it should be local." So um, you know, so so that was nothing to do with you know the, the how the central government had been behaving. It was literally you know just thinking and didn't necessarily take into consideration what. The, who she was voting for yeah. it was just purely because the address wasn't there and and you think well you really should and then in another case there was um um one of the councillors had put on uh, facebook to say thank you for the people who voted for him and then somebody then instantly replied and said um okay i didn't vote for you but can you um tell me what the three things are that you're going to do and now that you've been elected and somebody rightly came back and said to them why are you asking these questions after the election you should have been asking them before the election and then maybe you would have realized what he's done and what he plans to do um which is you know again those two comparisons whenever you'd like to think that people will look around them where they live what the conditions are the you know the verges being cut and you know all of those bits and pieces 
um, you know, the community that we, we pulled together in that time, you would think that that would all be taken into consideration, yeah. but it was simple things like, well, for starters, you're just conservative and I was never going to vote for you. And, yeah. uh, and then, you know, you didn't put your address on the paper. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so quite frustrating sometimes. A hint to everyone out there, always put your address on the paper. But to be honest with you, I wouldn't put my address on the paper. Like, would, would I, would I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Why would I put my address on there? I mean, yeah, obviously. See, I see, why wouldn't you? Well, from, if, I, if you're I mean, prepared, if you're prepared to put yourself up for election and you're saying, I'm going to stand out and I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm going to stand up for the community. I'm going to make sure that, um, you know, everything that's right for the community is being done. I, I then think that I'm, I'm answerable to that community if I don't okay. do it. To, uh, I would say there are a few things. First of all, like right now, there may not be a problem. Um, for me, I mean, personally, that there would be in terms of, did your phone just ping? <laughs> no, goodness no. knows. I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with me. <laughs> I'm glad you could trust a politician. Um, but like for me, so so for one of the Retired. things that I, I do outside of um, kind of outside of this, um, I, I don't want my dress out there because potentially someone could find my dress and then pay me a visit, which I don't especially yeah. want. So, I totally understand that for officers, and I, I would never say that an officer should ever give their address, whether they live in the but, community or not. No, no, no. I, I mean, more generally, even if I was a, even if I was a member, like I, I wouldn't want everyone knowing like where I lived because, well, you know, I'm a magistrate, so why would I want people knowing where I live? Yeah, because you can just search it, and and yeah. you know, my name would be it is in the public domain. Um, yeah. for what I do and people yeah. can just go and ask who's that person there they can find the name search it and then they know your address so yeah. that I would always be very careful but also you don't know what you're going to do in the future you don't know in the future if you know you're a 20 year old councillor that in 10 years time you might want to join the police and you live at the same address and then mm-hmm. suddenly people can search back information and find it I, I think the when they put address and they give the district you know mm-hmm. I would much rather see address within the parish for instance so yeah. it gave people the distinction of you know address for in, for you in your instance instead of saying this is my address like yeah. address within thorpe's andrew or yeah. address within I think Norwich, that, yeah or, i think that that is something that maybe should be addressed because we did have um, address young yeah we did have a young lady who um was standing and she had been um in the in the police and didn't want her dress. And I still, for the life of me, can't understand why she didn't get elected. She was well known in the community. Whoa, 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 whoa. No Let's not start refighting the election now. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that she didn't put her dress wasn't put on there because of what, uh, you know, because of her past. So she didn't want people to know where she lives. But I'm wondering if that was the reason why she didn't, um, she didn't get elected because her dress wasn't on there. Yeah, so I mean, could have been. Yeah, that anything's could have been possible. Downfall. I mean, equally, mm-hmm. you know, we we had we had one where someone was elected to the district and not to the town. So you yeah. have a choice of, of three people yeah. to select for the district council, and and yeah. they are one of them. And then you have an option of eight people to the town, and they are not one of them. Yeah. And so you do wonder then, like, how I I I love thinking about how people must think when they get into that polling yeah. booth. 
and whether they then decide, oh, no, actually, I may have voted for the district, but I'm not so worried about the town, and so I'll change my vote as a bit of a protest mm. to yeah. what's happening nationally more. I, I don't know. It doesn't make an awful lot of sense to me. But I know looking at the like at the coverage subsequently, um, I think everyone is pretty much blaming the, the national picture for this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, going to the national side of things, we um, looking at the figures that uh, came from um, those elections last week. And but I did a little bit of research into it. And I I, I know um, I've got nothing else to do with my time now. (laughs) So um, so um, this time, conservatives and you'll probably correct me if I'm wrong here, but Conservatives lost 957 seats in England. But in 2019, they lost 1,330. Yeah. So you think, well, in comparison to 2019, it wasn't such a bad loss. Well, well, no, I I, I think if you – like Theresa May, I think, went – a few weeks after that. Um, so I think three, three, three weeks, I think it was within a month or, or was yeah. it three months? Well, anyway, like yeah. very shortly after that election, she went and part of the reason was because of the local government elections. Um, and ultimately when you have lost that many last time, you're just, you, you have less to lose this time, so to speak. So actually if you like maintained those at the last election, you would likely have lost, you know, the, yeah. nearer the 2,000 mark this time. So if you like, you, you lost a few before because of your poor national performance and you lost a few more now because of your poor national yeah. performance. But because you have less of them, we're going into yeah. it, like then that loss is, if you like, even more significant because the number you have originally is is, is less. So yeah, and I it's, it's a greater that. proportion. I mean, if you, yeah, you put it into percentages then, but, but to think that what's happened over the last 18 months and they only lose 957 seats is right. um, I, I mean i i don't think that that's a success no it's, it's no no it's definitely not success i, I mean but you're, you're saying it could only. Have been a bigger it, it could have been a lot more substantial than um i, I mean if, if you like i i would put it more like this that you know, I think the Conservatives lost control in terms of principal councils instead of including town and parish, um, where we don't really regulate in terms of, like, we don't operate in that kind of political term. You know, I think they lost more than 40 councils. I think yeah, Labour... Okay, like, you're, you're so on it with your figures today. Um, I am, and they're probably all wrong, but no, they, <laughs> they lost 48 in comparison to 44 in 2019. So you see, they only lost four. Oh no, that's a greater number. This <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so again, you, know, you, you see that side, that side of it. Like, so I think when you look at it like that, you know, they lost forty-eight. They are now not the largest uh, party in local government. They they have been I since since two thousand and I wouldn't say two thousand and two. They've been the largest party in local government. And now Labour is. So for the first time in, in, you know, more than 20 years, Labour are now the largest party in local government. And, you know, no matter what the debate is around, are they on track for a a majority at the general election? Um, They may not be a majority 
government. They, they may be a minority government, but I, I can guarantee that you will almost find in, in terms of minority and coalition um, actually great parallels with what is happening locally, which, you know, you're a district councillor. And again, we're just segueing constantly into, you know, great uh, elements of the conversation. So, you know, nationally, we're looking at will there be a majority or minority government if Labour win? And then will it be a coalition? And at the local level, the district council is no overall control. It was conservative. It is now, um, well, it's now no, no overall control. And what's happening there then, Tanner? I know. Again, it's the same. It's, um, you know, it'd been a Conservative-led council for many, many years. And now they, they they got the majority of the votes, but they don't have the um, 24 councillors that's needed for them to take full control. So, um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a coalition. And it's just incredible that um, Lib Dems are second in line, Labour are third and Greens are fourth. And um, none of them are prepared to work with um, the Conservative councillors, which again, you know, the things that Broadland Council did over the past four years, they saved the you know the the community so much money. They you know they've done a fantastic job on the finances. They've moved into a new building, so the the footpath in in uh, the environment is is really really good. I, I, uh, the, sorry, the, the the footpath. Do you mean footprint? Footprint even yeah, footprint, um, even is is fantastic, and um, then you know they they did a massive um, waste um, new waste contract and more uh, recycling, more food collection bins are are covering the whole of Broaden. So they've done a really good job over the past four years, and um, for them to lose as much as they did, I think that is down to, to central government. And again, I think, did they get the news out to the to the people on exactly what they were doing? Did they get it out there enough? Did they get it out there just before the election? If you sent something out two months ago, then it was a bit then you know, it was a bit too far away. It really should have been there, probably. Um, I mean, okay. I'm I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you this. Maximum. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you you just kind of just saying. If you were going to send it out, it should have been two weeks at the maximum. That it should have been uh, out there reminding the the residents of what you did. It's it's two months ago. It was way too too long ago. I mean, do you think that? You know, we, we were talking, I'm not sure what the made in the last podcast, maybe it didn't, about the managing director of the uh, district council um, doing a rap to promote yes. voter ID and potentially yes. doing a second rap and saying that, you know, he may be back with other important local government messages through the medium of rap. Um, do you think that sometimes uh, officers manage to overshadow um, their political leaders? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, I think um, maybe 
I, I don't, I think I said at the time, it it did get a message out there, but I don't know if it was the right message that I would have wanted from a CEO in a local government. And maybe, you know, if if it had been the um, the leader of the, the council that had gone out there and um, did the promotion, who knows? I mean, but no. Well, I, I know because of the pre-election, pre-election. yeah, yeah. I'm, because of pre-election, it was unlikely to be the leader. But then did it have to be the CEO? I guess what, what it comes down to for me, and this isn't a criticism at all, because I know he is a very effective CEO. I know that he's a great man, a man who is very generous, very kind. And I hope that's sufficient for me to continue to get contracts. <laughs> um, however, <laughs> on the flip side of it, um, you know, I, I wonder whether, you know, people looked at, the managing director of the local district council and people are struggling and they see someone who is earning a six-figure salary uh, sitting on a load of election boxes dressed up as a, you know, basically as a rapper, um, giving them a song about voter ID and whether they think actually, you know, clearly things are, you know, they're doing such important work in the community. They're doing such important jobs. They are so needed to, to provide the services that they do that you have the highest paid person on the six figure salary sitting on top of, you know, like election boxes, like wrapping about voter ID. You know, I just wonder whether that's the best use of officer time, given that, you know, well, basically they're paid significant amounts of money. Is this what people want yeah. to see or do they think? that actually everything that's going on is a little bit of a joke there and there isn't really any discipline and that things aren't really being run the way they would like them to be. And I wonder whether people think, actually, maybe it isn't Mm. being run like I want it to be. You may have saved me money, but if this is what you think local government is about, like I, I would rather have had, you know, promotion and advertising coming through the door in the newsletter that they send out front page, you know, remember your voter ID job done rather than, you know, someone on such salary standing there doing a, doing a rap and, you know, mentioning the word, well, you know, we may go viral a few times on the radio and you think, well, Mm -hmm. Is that is that why you do it? Is, but is again, that why it's, do you know, it, it's it's fine to say, oh, the comm team teams came up with this and thought this was a good idea that I should I should you know go with this. But I'm sorry, but I would have thought the comms team should have been focusing a bit more on getting the message through every single letterbox um, to and justifying the reason for it. Again, we can come on to whether uh, well, I don't know that we've got that inf- much information actually. Whether the the photo ID um, did have any effect on um, what the results were. I know that there was quite a lot of people who still people who turned up not with the the brought ID, but it wasn't the correct ID. People who um, who who even though you know it had been put out there through um, you know our comms team in that format Mm -hmm. didn't get the message that you know what id you had to bring so i mean did you hear of anyone being turned away locally no i didn't and and again i I tried to find some statistics on that and they're they're saying it's too early uh that they haven't got the statistics on how many people were turned down but i know that there was eighty-five thousand applications for the id and that's an estimated 2 million voters in the UK. So 85,000 out of 2 million um, 
that that could have been voting over the yeah. over that that day um isn't a huge amount but most of us now have driving licenses or passports um that you would have taken the id down and um so but no i i go back to you know to to whether it was the right thing to do a rap or not no i don't think it was the right thing to do a rap um i think that you you know coming up to the election period you know there's a huge amount of work being done um in in you know in in the background where the postal votes getting out and the the postal votes coming back and um and again they're supposed to be moving into this this brand new building and um you know that transition still hasn't happened yet. And this is way down the line. So I would have liked to have thought that, you know, that he was more focused on uh, getting the team into, because that, you know, is that the conditions that they're working in at the moment isn't fantastic. So I would have thought the focus should have been on doing that and left the comms team who were being paid a fairly decent wage to actually get some communication out there as to why you had to have ID it wasn't broad. It wasn't the the district that was bringing that ruling in. It was no. government was bringing the ruling Absolutely. in. So, but at the time when it was first announced, people were under the assumption that it was just Broadland who was doing this. So, yeah. um, you know, so I think that they did that. They should put more effort into communicating um, in the old traditional way with. Um, with the residents of, of the area, um, you know, put it out if you want to, you know, put it out on Facebook. Um, if you want to, if it's got to go through social media, but there's always put something through the letterbox. Absolutely. Because that's what they pick up and they read before they put it in the bin, but at least you know <laughs> that they're reading it. And I think you're absolutely right about putting it in the bin. So moving on slightly from elections is something that I mentioned I'd like to talk about, which is parish polls. Um, now, parish polls may mean something to a lot of people listening. Parish polls may mean nothing to some of us uh, actually talking. So, down there, what does a parish poll mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always a flag on the end of it. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> so, down there, tell me, what do you know about parish polls? Well, I know that there's been a few issues um, in the past in um, in the town that, uh, but I'm happy for you to go uh, to go through it and uh, explain it all to our listeners. Okay, so most people who work uh, at town and parish councils will know about parish polls, which tends to be when you well, I say tends to be is when you have your annual meeting, and I think it's something like. Uh, 10 people or, and, and this is where I'm, I'm slightly open to, uh, to suggestion. Um, I believe it is 10 people or a third of the local government electors present, whichever figure is the less call for a question to be asked, um, which is non-binding. And basically once it's asked and if the criteria met of it being 10 or one third of the local electors present, whichever is less. Um, basically, we, we, we have to put it across to the district council and they have to run a parish poll as long as it's a matter that relates to the parish, as long as it isn't something particularly, you know, like, you know, do we think something on the war on, 
Ukraine? Do we think about something that's happening in in the Sudan? You know, we we it has to be something that is related to the parish. So there is some um, there are some so, determining features. Um, so, for example, could they could they turn up and say, okay, we're not happy with um, uh, a certain area of of the town that um, we feel has been neglected or something along those lines, and we want you to do some more. And put out a parish poll in relation to that. Is that the? Type I mean, of thing? yeah, they 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 could do. It would need to be termed in a simple yes, no, straightforward. So they could say, should thirty thousand B pounds be spent on X play area, or you know, should double yellow lines be put on this like road or something like that because then the parish may be able to you know it's a parish matter although it's not a power that we have you know we could advocate for it but it's generally a way of of displaying particular kind of elective views about something they feel it hasn't been listened to and i think sorry sorry. so is it like a referendum yeah kind of like a non-binding it's slightly different in terms of the, the different rules to um, like elections. So for instance, the I don't think the polls are open nearly as long. They're open normally between like four and nine or something like that All in right. an afternoon. Um, but it you don't need voter ID. Uh, there are no polling cards. You you kind of just roll up really. And, and uh, who and would who would administer that? Poll? The district like, council. Would it, be, it would be the district council. Yes. And then would there be a cost to the town council? Yes, so whatever it costs. So it could be, depending upon the size of the town, it could be a few thousand. It could be, um, you know, over 10,000, depending upon the size and the number of polling stations needed. I mean, some places will have, you know, 12, 15, maybe 20 polling stations. So, you know, it can be significant in terms of cost in getting all of that done and then getting it. um, So could it cost as much as what a by-election? Could do. I mean, it's simply asking a question, um, but you still need to issue papers for people to vote on. It still needs to be counted. It's still a statutory process because it's the law that you can do this. So there would wow. still be, you know, it, I mean, I may be over-egging the cost slightly, but probably not no, by a huge even it, The fact that 10 people can can call this and they, they can, de- it's de- a demand, they can demand it. To and happen. demand is the word. Demand yeah. is absolutely the word, and and then you then have to follow it through. So, and it, it could be, you know, like sometimes whenever you see these conversations on Facebook, and and you've got eight people who constantly make, you know, derogatory comments about, you know, the town or or something that they don't approve of, and there's normally eight to ten people who are, are doing the same thing over and over again. So, if they suddenly decided this is what they wanted to do. A serious cost to the to the council. They could go forward with this, and if Absolutely. they go, you know, if they put that forward, you don't have any choice. You have to act on it. Yes, pretty much. I mean, as long as the question is a a straightforward question and mm-hmm. and is one that will be easily understood, they can refine the question somewhat with the person who is requesting it, um, and then the kind of basically the returning officer will then run it. So there are some ways in which they can be illegal if they aren't related to parish matters. It has been through the court. Um, and if it's something that, you know, basically shouldn't be asked, then then it, it won't be. But to the most part, it could be any parish matter uh, at all. And I think, 
you'll remember, well, you may not remember some, some years ago, uh, we thought there was going to be a request for one um, because we'd had a few kind of, um, well, a few people asking questions about the process of requesting one. We ended up with a room full of people all very angry. Um, and unfortunately, they, they spent, well, I say unfortunately, they spent so long talking and repeating each other, no matter how many times they were told, you know, don't repeat each other, m- move on. Um, they just keep kept repeating each other until the meeting closed. And they never got a chance to actually call it because they were too busy talking their way out of it. So then when the meeting closed, it was then like, oh, but, but we wanted to ask a question. It was like, well, no, the, meeting's, the meeting is closed. You were given your warnings. You were told that time was pretty much up and you continue talking about other matters. So they didn't get to do a, a parish poll. But then it seems that the good people of Wiltshire um, must actually love you know, parish polls, because I think in the past, well, I, th- I think probably in the past couple of months, there have been two. I think there's one that's coming up later this month that's in, um, I think, I, I want to say Trowbridge. Um, and then there was another one I know that was in, um, I think it was Salisbury, um, that that I know took place. And, and that was related to, um, I think, the precept. And I think it was asking about whether or not there should be a 5%, if it's more than a 5% increase, should like it basically have to go out to a parish consultation, I think was the wording that was used by, by Salisbury. Oh, now, for the parish to, for the parish to, yeah. Put, so okay. it's non-binding. So even if everyone says, hold on. Are you so, yeah, I am, but it, I, I think there's a signal issue. Um, so, so basically, you can they ask the question, but I, it surprised me with that because it said without going to consultation, and I thought, well, actually, you know, you have your budget meetings. It, that that's a consultation exercise. That's why they're public meetings. That's why people so this can, is, can turn okay. up and and can can like participate because the budget is put out there. People have electors' rights. You know, then you you have the agendas going out budget often to a committee and then you have budget again going to like full council and you'll see one or two people turn up and they'll ask a question and then members will vote on it and i think i think the one that that went to salisbury was a bit different because it was a 44 percent rise and so then that prompted but you know we're talking 44 percent of not a great deal in in many ways yeah i suppose and actually you know percentages are so funny with like precept because yeah. you could say blimey 100 percent, but actually if your preset's 50 quid and it becomes yeah. 100 just still less than probably the surrounding area is doing the one percent but and this is what frustrates me about whenever you see that there's a percentage um you know rise by percentages and you think well yeah that's fine but you're saying it's 50 percent, but yeah it could be five pound um which is which is I just think that just gives off the the wrong impression, but there it does. We are. But, but the flip side, I think, in in Salisbury, and this is what has caused so many issues. Well, not issues, but so many concerns. Is that Rishi Sunak, when he was the um, minister for local government, he I think went to the NALC conference and and said something like, "Updating and modernising parish polls to ensure they meet your needs better is going to be a priority." 
He's now prime minister. That hasn't happened. So we still have these parish polls. And some people would say, well, 44% is excessive. Like I say, you know, I think it depends on your starting point. And actually, it still may be that you're less than, than surrounding councils, depending upon what your starting point is. But the fact is that they asked a parish poll. It was demanded by like the 10 or one third, whichever is lower. But then only 4% of voters in the Wiltshire City actually turned out. And so then you look at it and you think less than 4% cared so much that they came out and and participated in this. It's non-binding and it costs thousands of pounds to do. You were almost, in doing this, costing so much more money that it it makes the fact of a referendum pointless because the money that you've just increased by... You're, you're almost spending a large proportion of that on running this parish poll. And I think in, in Trowbridge, it's gone, instead of 5%, it's 3%. But they've said 3%, you would, like anything more than 3%, you would need to do a parish poll again. So then it's like, well, a parish poll is probably going to take up that 3%. So, I mean, it's non-binding, but I just find the the question of all of this is, is they're, they're just nonsensical to, yeah. to me. And, and this is the, the frustration that they're non-binding. Often they don't make a huge amount of sense. And if the government wanted to kind of introduce the referendum like CAP, like they have with principal councils, they would. But I think generally it's such a small proportion that in constantly concerning people with this and saying, oh, well, it may be next year, it may be next year, people are going to be increasing their precept to say, oh, well, in case it comes next year, let's preempt it and rise this year. Oh, it didn't rise this year, but it might next year. Let's do it again. I mean, I don't think that happens, but there's always the risk of it. And so I think you'd be better off not worrying quite so much about stuff like this and actually just accepting that, you know, you get your say at the, uh, you know, at the elections every four years. And if you're unhappy, then stand for election. This is the and the, that's that's another thing that I just find so frustrating. Like I said to you, you know, you normally get. Um, is that a fridge inter- grunting in the background, or have I'm you got so something? so sorry? I'm having some work done. Oh, and, are you? Um, yeah, well, to, I, to be yeah. fair, you, you have aged slightly during the election <laughs> period. So. I'm having my nails done. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't realise that he would be, I'm having my bathroom, re- my shower room refitted. And um, he he's, I didn't think that he would be right. He's downstairs, but he's right outside this window. And, oh, it's um, okay. Like, it's just I could hear it in the background. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I hadn't anticipated he would do that. We might get another couple of minutes of it, but then it, it won't be there for much longer. So apologies for that, folks. But just going back to what I was saying about um, it's I, you know about Facebook, and you get these eight or ten people that are constantly making these derogatory comments about the council and and what they want to see in, in the community and um and again it it could be a case that they literally just go with that and um and end up ca- costing the council money that could be spent or could be put towards uh, you know giving them what they want you you know every town and parish council meeting says that the public can attend and you can have your say so 
unless they went to every single meeting, we don't know whether they did or not, but if they'd gone to every single meeting and they weren't getting anywhere or they weren't given the justification for putting that rise out there, then okay, frustration says, you know, this is the way that you go. But um, but to, to do something like that at a cost to your community um, is, to me, is, is just ludicrous. Absolutely. And again, if it's not if it's not binding, then that same council goes through all of that process. But again, and then they, ignores you know, it. Yeah. So, so it's not right that they should ignore. Um, but if they've got justification for putting that rise in place, then well, they should be able to stand up and say, you, you "This say is the reason not- why we're doing it, and this is for the benefit of the of the area." I mean, you say it's not right that they ignore it, but isn't it? Because ultimately, these questions often are nonsensical. If you accept it, you're going to be costing more than the rise itself, and you're limiting yourself at a time of inflation where it's, you know, has been yeah. through the double figures. You're limiting yourself to three percent. So each yeah. year, if inflation continues, you're basically approving yourself to be a a you know basically a cut in, in real terms like on your precept, because your, yeah. your bills are going up, you're going to be unable to do so much. And it, it's, I, I don't see it as like, I, I just is, don't think that you're going to be able to, with such small budgets that we deal with and, and the limitations we have, I, I just don't think it's workable. Well, I just, I just find it absolutely incredible that it, it could be at a cost to the, to the community that somebody can just call this and, um, and, and it, it's perfectly acceptable. And again, you know, they, there's many, many reasons why they, they could be doing it. You know, just to make the council look bad. Um, you know, if, if there's somebody who has got a, a gripe, you know, for example, if it's, and again, you know, they did that in April 23. The elections yes. were coming up in May. Well, I don't know. I'm, I assume that there were elections. To be fair, I, I well, can't would be. It, it was all of, it was all of the, um, the councils in England that, that were out there. And, and but people do hold their um, like people can hold their annual meetings at different times. These these annual meetings you can hold like early if you. Yes, I know. But if, if 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 you'd if you'd have gone to the town council meetings and put forward that you know you want a justification for it, you weren't happy for it, and uh, you know could they consider this? If they had constantly gone to those meetings and they weren't getting what they want, then. Um, you just turn, you, you know, you then stand against them or you, you know, you, you don't vote for them. No, you, no you're, you're right. And, but don't get me wrong. I, I think the idea of a parish poll is an important one. And I think the well, idea of being able to do it is a good one. But I think you need more than 10 or a third, whichever is lower. I think <laughs> for, for that kind of spend, you would need a real significant turnout of people so that you would have to set the threshold a a lot higher with a lot more people to then be able to say, actually, no, you can see that there is general public interest in this and it is a genuine concern. And so therefore do it. I'm I'm not against people having that vote. I'm not against people being able to trigger that vote. I'm against 10 people or a third, whichever is less, being the threshold because ultimately communities have grown significantly and we just need something that's a little bit more realistic that will get more than a 4% turnout from an entire population with such a spend. Clearly, if people cared, more people would turn out. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. And yeah, but you would have, you would have thought that that would have been something that would have brought more people out. You would. Um, 
So add that to the list. So we want remote meetings back again, and we want a reform of, of, of parish polls. Like, let's just keep a running list of things that we, oh, yes, we want the government we... to do, like a list of demands. So come the revolution, we, we have our demands ready. Yeah, I think that's a very good idea. I think that whenever we have our next guest, we could get Rishi to come along and uh, explain quite a lot of things, actually. To, to, to be um, fair, he, he has offered, but we've, we've turned him down. Well, next time next time you're talking to him, just tell him to, to give us a shout whenever he's free. And then we can also talk about um, the, the fact that the local economy has come to a standstill in Norfolk because of the nutrient neutrality. And, well, um, I will say we can then explain that as well. Podcasts aren't regulated by Ofcom. And so therefore I don't need to say that it's a joke uh, that he <laughs> no, refused to come on here. Says it's a joke. Um, but, I, but I will say, you know, I, I don't accept his calls. Um, so therefore that that's a, a factual statement. Um, so, is there anything else to tell me about? I know that you're pushing to uh, to now get on because you need to go out and apparently leave workmen in your house doing your bathroom. But is there anything else that you wanted to mention in what will be the last podcast of you being known as the town mayor? No, I'm just, um, no, I think I've said all that I need to say today. It's been um, pretty amicable uh, conversation, Thomas, I think. Hasn't it? But, um, but You no, know why, it's... don't you? It's because you're standing down in just a few days' time. So next time we do this, you will have oh, stood down <laughs> and we will have had the annual meeting, probably 20 parish polls after uh, after tempting fate. Um, but we will, yeah, I will then be on countdown because I will not be uh, renewing my contract. Um, I will be touting for business with pastures new um, once, obviously, you know, June is out of the way. I've said that I will do the kind of the annual stuff and I will hang on. And then the contract was uh, kind of ending in June. So that's when I will be going. And you and I will continue to be doing this. Yes, and we will. I, I, bl- I was just going to say, anybody, you say you're touting for business, but I promise you, I can give you um, the most amazing reference whenever we come back the next time. No, but, you're okay. Um, well, uh, okay, then I won't. But, um, <laughs> but the, the services that you provide um, will um, will be beneficial to any any local or parish council. You've done a fantastic I, job. I love in in Thorpe, and um, you've certainly taken us to another level. And um, as my last words, as as a TM, I'm forever grateful that you've done what you did in Thorpe St Andrew. I promise you, there would not have been many town clerks or a CEO who could have um, covered the amount of um, issues and legal issues that we've dealt with over the last few years, as well as what you've done and with the outcomes that you've done. So um, you see, and and I thought when you started to say this, it would sound contrived and yet you've made it sound so natural. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious though. I can't think. And and this is the reason why we kept you on for a year longer than, um, than, than you'd anticipated being with us because the, the, just wasn't anybody who could follow in your footsteps 
but you've done for all the, the bigger issues that we have, we had to face and what we had to deal with. So you'll be leaving at the town council in a very, very good place for the officers to, to continue under the, the yeah. work ethics that you, you'd put in place. To, to be so. fair, I haven't had a week off in nearly two years. No. So I am looking forward to having a couple of weeks off before I'm then back, but I can't rest on holidays because I just I, I I don't like I just don't like it. I I like to be doing something. So even when I'm on holiday we will continue to be doing this. Yes. No, but you, you need to you, you do need to take the time now. And you say it's two years since you last had a holiday, a proper holiday. I think it's it's probably in the eight years that you've been with us, they're really you you didn't have many holidays at all. Um no. even if you had the time off, you were still out there doing something. And um and, you know, and, and that's fantastic, you know, that you you were totally committed to to the effort that that we were all going through to try to to make Thorpe a good place. So on behalf of the town council, um and in my last uh, role as the town mayor I just want to publicly say thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. Um, it's you know it's, it's been great working with you as a team, with your officers and and with the councillors as well. You've um, you've certainly you know shown us a few a few um, um, wonderful um, experiences and um, and then there's well, been a few. <laughs> don't don't put it like that. No, I. I I, I thank you. Like, like genuinely, you know, you know that you and I have had a great working relationship and Thorpe has an amazing team. Everyone in that team is deserving of, of praise because they really do pull it out of the bag every day of every week. And they've been a joy to work with. And I will miss them like, well, I, I'll, I'll miss them Words can't express how much I'll miss them. How about that? Because I, I genuinely can't. You know, and, and just to, just take this time because I know that they listen to it, but um, and everybody knows that Thorpe has been doing the most amazing events over over the years, and we just did a coronation party in the park, and for many many years we've very rarely done uh, an event that uh, has been a washout and heavens this was a washout Wasn't it? but you know that team carried on for I, I worked it out and I think it was something like seven eight hours of rain and um and and then you know clearing up afterwards that all had to be done because it was the next day was a sunday morning and they all stayed got absolutely soaked through and um and they done you know an amazing job the people of thorpe still came out and supported them and there were still a few people there when the heavens really opened at nine o'clock in the evening yeah. and it was a shame you know the weather then you know put uh, you know what what i would say oh. is um, we had volunteers for the event, and one of them was a a very senior officer at the district council who came yes. and actually volunteers um, regularly for us and is fantastic, like just a really funny, nice guy. And I was looking at the team, and we were having a laugh, having a joke. It was pouring with rain. We had hundreds of people there, um, down from the thousands of people we'd had during the day, and. Everyone was smiling, everyone was laughing, everyone was enjoying themselves, and no one looked 
bothered mm-hmm. by the rain because as a team and as a community, we had had such a positive day. And he looked at it and he said, you know, I've never worked with a local government team that no matter what, in all the events I've been to and all the meetings I've been to and everything else, always look so happy and just happy to be together. And yeah. I think that that is... Like that is the strength in in a lot of town and, and parish councils, but especially in yours, because mm. they do just enjoy being together. Every single one of them kind of enjoys it, gets on with it, has their frustrations, you know, has has these kind of things that you think, oh, you know, I could have done without this, but actually, on the whole, just enjoys being together. Like, yeah. and that's the important thing. And still get the same respect from the the, the councillors that are now on there as what they've had before. But they're a fantastic team, and um, and it's been an absolute pleasure to work alongside them. I have no doubt that they will get the respect they uh, deserve because the, the new councillors seem so much nicer than you. So therefore, they'll be absolutely fine. You're so breaking up now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Standing Orders podcast by Politis. Please like and subscribe to get your weekly edition. You can suggest topics by emailing podcast at politisconsulting.co.uk. See you next week.